Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe, and I'm Deacon Jeff, sitting in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe with Tom Dorian. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, too. I'll tell Thank you me. what, this is a this is a special edition of the Catholic Cafe. It is. Uh, I know there's uh, it's airing on Christmas, and yep. who knows who's listening. Sometimes people are wrapped up in unwrapping with their family. There you go. There you go. Right? And, uh, and then sometimes some folks are kind of at a quiet moment, just kind of sitting around looking at all the wrapping paper or the leftover food or whatever, and they're just taking a few minutes to listen and... You know, I just we're going to do a little Christmas show for those who happen to be listening right now. Hope they enjoy it. And hope they're enjoying the show and hoping they're enjoying their Christmas holiday. And you know, to talk about Christmas, I thought I'd bring along a little Christmas angel. Yeah, angel angel yeah. is right. Angel is right. <laughs> she has her moments, her angelic moments. She has a great laugh. It's, it's my little Mary. Hi, Mary. Aww. Yeah. Is that her high C, angel in the, the choir. You know, they're singing that high C. Well, thank you for being here, Mary. I'm so glad. I, you know... Tom and I wanted to talk about Christmas, and we thought that if we're going to talk about Christmas, we need to have an expert. Well, Merry Christmas, and uh, if I think about experts, one of the experts I think about is me. That's right. <laughs> yes, you are uh, an expert at, at, at Merry Christmas, M-A-R-Y Christmas, right? Yeah, it's, it all fits. It all fits. It right. all fits. So we're going to talk about Christmas, and I, what's neat is uh, uh, I mean, maybe we should just talk about traditions first because that's kind of cool part about christmas sure. and i know people listening probably have christmas traditions and things that they've always done and yeah. one of the neat things about christmas is that it comes out of our catholic faith mm-hmm. and our catholic faith is just really um i don't know enshrined built upon great traditions it is indeed yeah. right and a lot of people forget uh traditions but it's really neat to know that we have traditions and so to keep family traditions is an important thing, and Mary. Yeah. You we do we have a few Christmas traditions at our house? Yeah, we have a big family, so it's different. Yeah. Everyone has to like fight for Dirty Santa game for stockings. <laughs> yeah, Dirty Santa <laughs> game. Try and for find sto- the right stocking. Okay, so <laughs> now well, let's clarify because we should probably explain that to the yeah. people listening. There's going, nothing <laughs> that says Merry Christmas like a good old fashioned family <laughs> fight for Dirty well, Santa. Yeah. Now I will say this. <laughs> Uh, what what Mary's referring to is we have nine kids, mm-hmm. uh, and so we have nine. And Mary's stockings. number nine. She is number nine. Yeah. She's she's bringing up the rear, as they Woo. say. And you know, I, I think the interesting thing about that is we started. We don't know why, but as we added a child, we'd add another stocking, but we didn't ever put their names on. Makes them. sense. We didn't put their name, but they're all like sort of different colors and sh- sort of oh. kinds of stockings. See, so yeah. now they have favorites. Like, so there's the fight. I want the all white furry one, or I want the all, the solid dark red. I like the blue with the white top, but no, Jared, my brother, has to take that one this year. Yeah, and so sometimes you're not bitter. No, she's, she's not, not better. <laughs> I love the Christmas love and peace that comes at this time it's of year. It's beautiful, isn't it? The, the, the willingness to let the other have... The dibs. Uh, yeah, she wants the dibs. The dibs. Yeah. Now, I will say that as a, as a child, you have a lot of, you know, you, get a, you have a lot of power, don't you? The youngest. The youngest gets to choose, like, where Santa puts the gifts right. for yeah. her, right? You always get where? Under the Christmas tree. That's right. We always go from youngest to oldest, and I always choose the Christmas tree. Yeah, that's a good place to have Christmas gifts. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. Now, we have other traditions in our family. One of the neat ones that uh, my older kids have talked about, so Megan and Jeffrey Mm -hmm. have talked about how neat it is. Um, When you come downstairs, you can't come downstairs until you hear what? 
Jingle Bells by Bing Crosby. That's right. So we have a Victrola. We have one of the old crank up Victrolas. Yeah. And starting with Megan, I mean, we just started way back when. We've done it every single year. There's like this sweet, you know, you know, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingles all the way. That's right. They know it. And it's because that's just a classic. And we put that on the Victrola. And that's their sign that they can go and explore what's down that's in cute. Christmas yeah. Village. But first, we have to wake everybody up. That's well, no, probably that's a big challenge. Trouble. That, that can be a challenge, can it? <laughs> Especially you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Deacon Dad kind of takes Don't a little back, time. Don't hold back, I want to stop her because she's going to probably tell too much at this yeah. point. Um, it's okay. You go right ahead. So, Tom, you guys got any Christmas traditions you guys We have do? all kinds. You know, the coolest one we have is a cookie bake-off. Oh. Ooh. It's like preceding Christmas. We all make our favorite cookies. And there's no losers in the bake-off. Oh, Yum. no. There's losers and winners. Now, see, now we're getting to the Dirty Santa thing again. Yeah. You know, we're getting to the, the, the family fights. Yeah, but so I'm just each, saying. each person bakes their own cookie, and then we rank them. Yeah. And then based on your score, you're either first or seventh. So... Good luck. Yeah, I know, but I'm just saying there's no losers because you got cookies at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, seven, seven dozen something it's a cookies. It's win-win. Yeah, I know. That's it's a win-win. Win. You're right. Exactly right. right. That's that's awesome. So family traditions are great. They are great. And, you know, I think we also should take a little time uh, in this special Christmas edition with our little Christmas angel here to talk about some of our, our, our Christmas traditions that um, the, the Catholic Church helps us to have. And I think a lot of times... Mm-hmm. Um, we, I'm going to use a big word, Mary. We compartmentalize. Do you know what compartmentalize means? Thinking. Thinking, processing. There's smoke come out of years. I better, I better tell you. It's like putting things in boxes, right? So we compartmentalize Christmas. We have a spiritual Christmas. Right. And then we have the secular jingle bells, Frosty the Snowman. Rudolph presents. The, right, presents. And we have these, we separate them. But I think it's important for us to maybe know and understand that all of Christmas has a spiritual component. Even yeah. things that we might think are uh, not religious or not spiritual, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't realize that. Like baking cookies. Baking cookies. So we're going we're gonna to talk about some of the things that are on this list. Well, baking cookies, what do those remind us of, right? If, you had, if we have cookies, what is something else that we eat when we go like to Mass? Like the Eucharist. That's right. So, so we can even see in the Dorians when they have their seven dozen cookies. <laughs> I know that's not the Eucharist and we're not saying that it is, but I but I am saying that even something like receiving Jesus in Holy Eucharist and receiving Jesus uh, his incarnation into the world at Christmas time and then having Christmas cookies is something that we can always reflect on the good things to eat. That's right. right? Yeah. And so we can even take something that seemingly uh, secular as as cookies. And realize that uh, they can connect us spiritually to what happened uh, on Christmas night or morning, mm-hmm. however you want to look at it. And then, yeah. then what happened thereafter with, with Christ's uh, presence here and how we experience Christ at Mass. What's another one? Uh, what about, uh, so when we're at Mass, what, what, what do we hear ringing? Bells. That's right. We hear bells. bells. And see, bells are another <laughs> thing. Like, you know, you see, uh, you see bells. All the time we have the song Silver Bells. Yeah. Jingle Bells. Jingle Bells. bells you two are on a roll. That's right. We hear Making all these. Spirits I know. So we hear all those bell songs and we again think, well, that's just the sort of secular, non religious part. But again, yeah. if you connect the bells at Christmas, and, and those bells are calling us at Christmas time, they're calling us to, to come and adore Jesus, to come mm-hmm. to be with Jesus, to recognize 
uh, him as the king born uh, on this night and and really to experience Christ every day in your life. Well, there are bells traditionally at the top of a church and the bells will ring. They're calling you to come and adore him in the same way that we have uh, these songs, silver bells or whatnot. They're 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 calling us to the incarnation. They're calling us to Christmas. And so you can see a spiritual component. You know, you go to places like, um, I don't know, these major store, major chains where they like they, they want to kind of wipe out the whole religious aspect. They don't they don't aren't anti-religious, but they certainly don't want to fall in. Right. They don't promote it. And so they do things like, well, what are some symbols we can use that are Christmassy that don't really, uh, you know, speak of Jesus because that might offend certain people, et cetera, et cetera, which I don't like to see that. But the reality is with us, the world we live in. Right. So they choose like bells. Mm -hmm. And so they think, well, see, this is a bell is a harmless thing that everyone can enjoy the, the tinkling bells mm-hmm. and their silver bell. Exactly right. Our sound effects maven here. She's good. She's doing <laughs> a good job. But again, it's a spiritual calling. Right? We hear the bell. And, and as a Catholic, we, when we see or hear a bell, mm-hmm. we're thinking about right that, that moment when Christ is made present in Eucharist at Mass and they, and they ring the bells. Right. What a beautiful moment uh, that is. There's another sign. What is another one that we can see? Uh, what are those delicious things that we eat? Uh, they're they're red and white striped. <laughs> the candy canes. That's right. You and like, I know those. You it, like? It's it's like a staff. Oh yeah, see, shepherds. shaped like a shepherd's staff. And it's a J. A J for if you turn Jesus. it upside down. J for Jesus. Yeah. And then the stripes are like the red. They're red and yeah, white. Yeah, red so, and white. And the red is like his his blood, blood. right? Uh-huh, that he used to save us. White is pure. Purity, uh, holiness. Uh, and so, again, even when you're eating a candy cane, you can be thinking about Jesus. That's right. And yeah. that's a really, really powerful uh, thought. Again, it's something that might be considered secular and not religious. And yet we as Catholics can can hearken back to the tradition, to the day, to understanding what our church has taught us about Jesus, what God has revealed about yeah. his son. And then we can enjoy Christmas and some of the great things of Christmas that a lot of people think, well, that's not religious. So we're not compartmentalizing, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So we should look at the word Christmas itself. Right now, you were just saying, because you're, you're a pretty good speller. And <laughs> no. you, and well, yes, you are. You're a pretty good speller. <laughs> um, don't say bad things because uh, you're, you're homeschooled. That means your teachers were terrible if you're a bad speller. <laughs> but you have spelled the word Christmas, right? Yeah. Right? And so what does that word tell you about the word Christmas? What, 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 when you spell it, what do you see? I see Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Christmas. That's right. Or Christmas. That's right. Very smart little kid. Uh, and, <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that Christmas, the word itself, is it's a Catholic word. Uh, it came to us through the traditions of the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. In fact, Christmas the is is a, is a Christmas is a Catholic celebration. And if you look at the word Christmas, it's actually an Old English transliteration. Mm-hmm. More fancy words, Mary, but it comes from <laughs> Old English. And if you were to say it with like an English accent, Christmas is like uh, Christmas. It, that's right, exactly right. Uh, it, it's Christ Mass. Yeah. Right. It's the Mass of the Incarnation. It's Holy Mass on Christmas, uh, and it's a celebration. So when we say the Feast of Christmas, we're actually saying Christ Mass. And so yes. even when people say, "Well, you know, I'm I'm Christian, but I'm not Catholic." Merry Christmas. Like, well, you just said a Catholic thing. Mm-hmm. That MAS yeah. part of Christmas is, is, mass. is mass. And it's the mass that we go to to celebrate Christmas. So it's kind of neat to see that, uh, that also. But also sometimes you hear people say things like happy holidays. Like they're like, well, we won't say anything about Christmas because that might be offensive to people who don't believe in Jesus. So we'll say happy holidays. But even that word 
It's holy day. That's right. Holy. That's right. It's Very a good. it's a transliteration from old English. That's it. Well, you know, happy holy days. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> no, my my terrible old British holy days. Cock, Cockney accent. But it's 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 holy day. It's happy holy day. And so it's again it's a feast day. Uh, and so there's lots more. We're going to talk more more uh, great traditions about Christmas. We got uh, Mary, my daughter here. We got Tom Dorian. We're having like a little Catholic cafe Christmas special edition party reunion, whatever Fun you want stuff. to call it. Sadly, Fun with stuff. no cookies. That's right. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll maybe there'll be a, maybe there'll be a gift afterwards because it is the cafe, right? We might where's, have something. Where's to eat. the uh, Catholic cafe chef? When you yeah, we him. need to have him bake some yeah. Christmas cookies, Father yeah. Ben. Well, we'll That's get right. him back in here and get him working overtime, bake us some cookies. Before we take a break, though, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Also, I would love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Tradition tells us that the parents of Mary, the mother of God, were named Joachim and Anne. Not much is known of the details of their lives, but they have become the focus of great admiration and veneration. This is most assuredly due to the fact that their daughter Mary was the humble virgin chosen by God to bring Jesus into the world and an example for all Christians. One story tells us that after they were married, Saints Joachim and Anne greatly desired to have a family. They tried, however, for many years to conceive. It was thought that St. Anne was barren. Things looked hopeless. They did not lose their faith, however. They prayed continually to God for the blessing of a child. One night, an angel appeared and said that God had indeed heard them, and they would receive the child for which they so fervently prayed. On that very night, in thankfulness, St. Anne promised to dedicate her child to God. Not long after that, Mary was born. Many have wondered how the church can honor as saints those whom we know little about. In the case of Saints Joachim and Anne, we need only look at their important role as the parents of Mary, the young girl who would freely offer herself in service to God and all mankind. Regardless of the details of their lives, we know that as parents in a good Jewish family, they would be responsible for Mary's upbringing. They were Mary's teachers. They fed her, nurtured her, encouraged her, and supported her, even in the moment of accepting God's call to be the mother of God. It was their dedication to living a holy life that God used to serve as an example for Mary. In fact, what she learned from her parents, she most naturally would use in bringing up the child Jesus. And it was her parents' faith that laid the foundation for Mary's consolation and acceptance of God's will at the foot of her son's cross. Saints Joachim and Anne serve as an example for all married couples in bringing up their children to willingly accept the vocations to which they are called in service to God. As early as the 4th century, a church was built by St. Helena, mother of Constantine, on the site where the sainted couple lived in Jerusalem. Saints Joachim and Anne are often depicted in artwork holding Mary and teaching her to read from the sacred scriptures. Their feast day is celebrated by the Universal Church on July 26th. I'm Bess Trzymski, and this is another great moment in church history.
Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe with a special edition, special Christmas edition of the Catholic Cafe. We have uh, little Mary, my youngest, 10 years old, and we have... Uh, Tom Dorian. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Not quite as enthusiastic, <laughs> yeah. but but yeah, I'm so Christmas. glad that, that we're here together on Christmas. And so yeah. we, we want to make sure we wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Yes, beautiful. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's beautiful. Are you waiting for her bashfulness to go away? Yeah, waiting she's for her to so come shy. Out? She's yeah. so shy. Yeah. She needs to speak up a little bit, but yeah. that's okay. So uh, we have hopes. So we're, we're talking about all kinds of cool things. We're talking about gifts and things like that. And, you know, that kind of brings us to other traditions in, in, uh, in families, but also in our Catholicism and in Christmas, uh, just the beautiful Christmas tree, right? Because yeah. you always choose to have your gifts at the bottom of the Christmas tree. Because I'm youngest. That's right. You get your choice, right, of where Every Santa's going to leave the gifts. And that's kind of neat. Uh, and let's talk about the Christmas tree itself, because a lot of people, again, think, well, why do we use a tree? Yeah, it's a tree. I don't know what's up with that. They're, I mean, they're useless. Yeah, other than they're pretty, right? When you put all yeah. the lights on them. Yeah. Yeah, so they're pretty useful. And they're also pretty useful for, like, gathering gifts under, I would imagine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you like that, don't you? A little force field. So let's think about that. Why trees? And, you know, and interestingly, it kind of brings us to that date of Christmas, December 25th, which, again, by the way, is the date that was chosen by the Catholic Church to celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't actually know. We never found... Jesus' driver's license, so we don't know his birthday, really. We never found that kind of evidence. But the church selected December 25th uh, to be that that day of celebration of the incarnation, the nativity of the Lord, and how beautiful that is. And what's so cool is that there were lots of, like, pagan festivals and rituals and things that were not Christian. Mm -hmm. They weren't about God. They were about gods and and other kind of beliefs and superstitions and, and things like that. So you've got things like these, the, uh, the festival of trees and the festival of lights and the winter solstice. And we have all these different, even the Roman Saturnalia. And there's these different celebrations that were really pagan or, um, uh, uh, I don't know, they were polytheos kind of multiple gods and that kind of thing. And, and it's like you, you, you look at those and you go, well, why would we celebrate Christmas at that time? And what's so beautiful beautiful about the 25th is that the Catholic Church sort of, I don't know, took back all of those pagan celebrations and festivals. So we have the lights, the Festival of Lights. We have the, the trees, the Festival of Trees, and took them in their imperfection and their inability to fully... Kind of adapted them. Yeah, well, sort of, I guess mm-hmm. we, we, we just took them back, mm-hmm. right? They were repurposed and perfected mm-hmm. because they were sort of like uh, shadows of the truth. They weren't the fullness of truth. Yeah. Right, and so we would have these trees at the festival of trees. So we, that's where we get these trees. And what's so neat about the Christmas tree is what is it made out of? It's like a. It's made out of evergreen. Evergreen which shows the love of God is everlasting. See, she is so smart. She looks at that. Now you just thought it was a place to hang ornaments. Tom. You're getting ready to get rid of me, aren't you? No, no. You're going to replace me with Mary. Well, no. I need to have somebody. You should. Who, She's sharp. I, no, I need to have somebody here who doesn't know anything, right? Because there's <laughs> makes me look good. <laughs> Tom, I'm messing with you. It's Christmas. I should not have done that to you. I deserve that. That's fine. But uh, so evergreen. So yes, it's beautiful that uh, the evergreen is there. It's something that goes on and on. It's evergreen. It's it's ever beautiful. But also about the Christmas tree, Mary. There's only two choices of what you can put on top of a Christmas tree, right? A real self-respecting Catholic, mm-hmm. Catholic and Christian and Christmas loving person 
is going to put one of two things on top of their tree. What would that be? A star or an angel. Yeah, and see, people think like, well, you know, angels are that holy thing, but then stars are those kind of, you know, you, you put a star up there if you don't really believe, you know, Christian stuff. But you want to have a Christmas tree because it celebrates joy and hope and whatever, happiness. But a star, essentially, it, it's it's... The star of Bethlehem is represented there. So having yeah. a having a star on top of your tree is a beautiful thing. So you look into the sky, you see the star of Bethlehem, and you know that Christ is born. Yeah. How beautiful that is. And then also the angels. Yeah. Right? They, what would, do you remember what they did with the shepherds when they were out in the fields? Then the angels came and they sang. Yeah. Uh, you know, on the night that Jesus was born. And they sang. Yeah, yeah exactly. Very good. You're whispering. Something like that. And they sang, holy, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how beautiful that is. So when you have an angel up there or if you have a star, it's the, the, the night sky, right? And then, and then lit up and how beautiful. And then what is at the bottom? What, what do we put at the bottom of our Christmas trees? What do you have on Christmas morning at the bottom of the Christmas <laughs> Presents. tree? Presents. And, you know, even in presents, we think, oh, it's become so commercial. It's just become this terribly commercial thing. And Christmas has been uh, hijacked by all this stuff. But what do those presents remind us of? The greatest gift that is given, Jesus. Yeah, see, even my 10-year-old daughter recognizes the importance of, I mean, if you give gifts, if you think, like, we don't give gifts, we're not into commercialism. You know, you should give gifts. I mean, giving to others and being in a gifting, a giving spirit a is model. a beautiful and, and whole. It's a great model. You're exactly right, Tom. Mm-hmm. I do uh, remember one morning. Uh-huh. I, it's not exactly Christmas, but it was Easter. Oh. And so I left this little note for the Easter Bunny. Because uh-huh. I really wanted to know if he had a bow tie or not. It's like a crucial question. Yeah, of course everyone needs to know so that. So he said yes, but he added a little extra little note at the bottom in the corner. And I read it. And it said, every little candy you eat, remember... The sweetest thing in life is Jesus Christ. Now, yeah, see, that's nice. That Easter bunny is a good, a good cat. I, yeah. or I guess a good bunny. I good rabbit. Yeah. Exactly right. A good rabbit. And so that's kind of neat. And I'm sure in the same way with, with Christmas, if we do these things where we celebrate all these seemingly unreligious signs and symbols of Christmas, but they are truly at the heart of them, reminding us of the greatest gift. So presents remind yeah. us of the greatest gift ever given. Christmas, the candy cane, the sweetness, the the things that we eat remind us of Jesus's presence and how beautiful that is. Uh, we talked about you know Christmas cookies, but what about there's some other cool things that we need to talk about? And Santa Claus himself, right? A lot of people, a lot of people have seen that uh, uh, the Santa Claus and and uh, what is the, the Santa Claus is coming to town? Yeah, which is like the story of Santa Claus, mm-hmm. which is actually not true because the real yeah. the real story of Santa Claus and where he actually really did come from. He was actually a Catholic bishop. Yeah. Right? And that's so cool. And, and and so Santa Claus, again, is another way of saying Saint Santa Nicholas. Right? Saint, mm-hmm. Saint Nicholas and Santa Claus are derived from the same exact... And he was a 4th century bishop of Myra, which is now common day, uh, known today as Turkey. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe that's why we eat Turkey. I don't know. Anyway, that's, that's, that's a stretch. <laughs> yes, Turkey is yummy. <laughs> But but Santa Claus actually was a Catholic bishop. Now, here's a story. There's a great story about Santa Claus that he was actually at the Council of Nicaea. Oh, that's, this is the one where you... Yeah, I love it. So so he was, was at upset. the Council of... Yeah, he was a little upset. At, there was a, and the Council of Nicaea was called together to, to work with the heresy of people who didn't believe who Jesus was, mm-hmm. that he was the Son of God, 
that he was not created, that he was always God, is always God, and will always be God. And his identity, who Jesus Christ actually is. And there was this priest named Arius who had other thoughts about Jesus. And it is actually uh, an old uh, tradition, small t tradition, but it's all, it's, there's a great story that tells us that St. Nicholas, uh, who was bishop, Bishop Nicholas, was there at the Council of Nicaea. And, Tom, what did he do to Arius? He beat him up. He, he punched him in the face. Yeah. So Santa Claus. He was not jolly. Well, he must have been. But, you know, you don't want to get on Santa Claus' bad side. You get coal Nothing. in your stocking. That's right? right. Or you get a punch in the, the face if you're, if, you're, if you're a heretic, you know. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's important for people to realize also that really Santa was the first person on his own naughty list way back <laughs> when. So if you're feeling bad and naughty, just remember Santa, Santa was there, too. That's at right. Some point. That's right. And there's so many other traditions that. Jesus was born in a manger, mm-hmm. right? A yeah. feeding trough. Mm-hmm. Mary, when do we eat Jesus? When do we eat him? In, in well, mass. mass. Yeah. Every mass. Right, exactly. So every time we go to Mass, we eat Jesus. He's born to be eaten. Yeah. And he was born where? What was the little, oh, little town of? Bethlehem. Right. Bethlehem is, is in Hebrew, it means house of bread. Jesus was. Yeah. I don't think so. <laughs> so much to learn and to know about Christmas how beautiful it is. And so just celebrate Christmas. We, we pray for you that you have a beautiful and holy and happy Christmas that you remember even in those seemingly secular signs, we see something holy and something good and something beautiful. Mary, I've got a special gift. You can open up the gift on wow. the air. See, we give, we get, we exchange gifts at Christmas time. And what is this? Look, it's, it's chocolate. Here we right? go. Yeah. We so go. chocolate. Yum. So we, we have chocolate, uh, it, so the sweetness, again, we're reminded of the sweet, sweetest gift ever given us. Uh, so really, take this opportunity to relish in your Catholicism, to relish in your Catholic faith, and in your Christian faith, your, your faith, your love of Jesus, and your love of Christmas. Amen. We're going to close the prayer with the collect that we would say at Christmas Mass. Grant, we pray, Almighty God, that as we are bathed in the new radiance of your incarnate word, the light of faith which illumines our minds may also shine through in our deeds through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the earth of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. And what does Tiny Tim say? God bless us, everyone. And God bless you, Mary. God bless you, Tom. <laughs> and God bless everyone listening. Have a happy, wonderful, Merry Christmas. Amen. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. Visit us on the web at thecatholiccafe.com where you can find out more information about The Catholic Cafe, listen online, download MP3s, or subscribe to our podcast. You can also find us on iTunes or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff.com at thecatholiccafe.com The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee Join us again at the Catholic Cafe serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time <laughs>